Well, we're excited to be with you again for another episode of MLM Insider Interview. This is something new that we are starting and we're really excited about it as we get to share with you different people who are successful in the industry and, and kind of pick their brains about what, what they've learned. So today we have our special guest, Stephen Jackson. And I'm just gonna share a little bit about what I believe I know about Stephen. And then we'll see if, uh, if he corrects me on anything and then we'll dig deeper into and ask him some, some really pointed questions and hopefully uh, gain some more insight. I know that Stephen was born in the UK and according to him has a Hampshire hog accent. Hopefully I said that correctly. He married a Finnish girl and currently lives in Finland. And when Stephen uh, moved to Finland, he decided that he would learn the language, which is a very difficult language to learn. And not only did he learn the language, but attended college in Finland to gain a degree as a social worker. He loves the challenge of network marketing. He used to play in a band in his youth and currently creates the music for our podcast. Stephen loves to join his mates at the pub on Friday for a pint and a chat. He loves to travel, especially somewhere warm and sunny. He plans someday to move to Spain. He is also a foodie. We have that in common. And he loves to gather with his friends for food and conversation. Stephen's a really hard worker. He is very driven. He's always learning and applying what he's learned. He's very disciplined and he is also really reliable. So that that is really important to me. If Stephen says he will be there, he will be there and he will be prepared. And I love this about Stephen. He says exactly what he thinks. <laughs> it doesn't always get me, it always gets me into bad, bad uh, situations anyway. Well, for me, it's really refreshing, so I'm grateful. <laughs> and he is consistent. He, he, in his business, he is consistent. He is working on it every day. And he's also really interested in people and what makes them tick. I'm grateful for the, the opportunity I've had to connect with Stephen and to learn from him. And, and I'm excited for what you can maybe learn today. It's we get to know Stephen a little better. So, did I miss anything, Stephen? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, Hampshire hog. Yeah. So, Stephen, tell us tell us a little bit about your life, like just a brief little history. Like you say, from the UK, Southampton, actually, down the south. Quite a good upbringing. Mother, father, father was a engineer project engineer mother would work for the local city council brother he's a project project engineer as well i believe now but i left left the uk about 97 i left met my wife in 91 in rome and we kind of like i guess we were both in the right place at the right time and uh, i went to finland first time in 91 for christmas and uh, she came back to the UK, and that year we got married. Had one daughter, Elena, 
who's still, we have no idea where she is at the moment. <clears throat> she's kind of like, she's hearing she's gone again. She's as adventurous as her mother was. And that's really better. I kind of, um, yeah, like you say, the music. I got into the music when I was about 16. Played for a punk band for years. And after that, I started playing jazz. Big influence was a guy called Ray Daverno, an eccentric mathematician from Southampton University. Mm. Um, and uh, I was, it was kind of unusual because I was kind of like a working class lad and everyone there was academics. It's a little bit daunting. Yeah. I think you're stupid, but I have to say, after about six weeks, I realized they weren't surprised I thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> that's the reason why I thought, well, if I, they can get a degree, so can I. And that was where I kind of got the idea from. Um, but um, yeah, that's really about it. Um, obviously, there's lots of little bits in between which I might mention as we're, we're going on. But. So if you had to sum it up, what would you say is important to you in your life? Well, that's still got one, I guess. My wife, obviously, my long-suffering wife, she's she uh, she's done a lot for me, I think. I think, actually, when I met her, her expectations for me were far higher than anybody else's, um, So, which helped a lot. So, yeah, I, there's lots of things, really. Obviously, family as well is, is kind of a big thing. Friends, they're always important. Um, things like uh, unexpected journeys, uh, them feelings of achievements, things like that are, are for me. I'm, I'm not one person who kind of, and again, my wife has much to do with that. I wouldn't have, I was always the type who would think ahead, far ahead from before I'd done anything, but she was the type who said, nah, I'm not doing that. Let's do it today. Uh, yeah, you know, if she, she phones me up at work and stuff, I've got two 25 euro tickets to Grand Canaria. We're going Friday. <laughs> I said, well, it is Thursday today. Said, yeah, you better. T <laughs> and and so I kind of like, I've kind of got used to this sort of way is that everything is going to be new. But um, I think the last thing, golf. Golf is big for me. I, it's one of them things my father kind of brought, uh, learned to do. He, it allowed him to relax. I realized it's a great thing to help me relax. I, I write music a lot still nowadays, uh, in between doing everything else. I love movies, big movie watcher. Mm. Um, and cooking. I love cooking. Oh, cool. Weirdly enough. Okay. Yeah. I'll good. probably do all the cooking in the house here. I don't, it's very rare for my wife to do any cooking. So. That's awesome. See, I learned some things myself today. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm an unusual person. <laughs> Stephen, what made you want to start a home business or or network marketing business? Wow, it's, it, that's weird. Back to my wife again. Um, nine, when she came to the UK, she was struggling to find work, and um, she decided to start doing some a net, doing some network marketing. She didn't even know what it was, to be honest with you, but she joined a company called Cabochon. This jewelry company, German money. And uh, she met this guy, which we're still friends with today, Steve Mitchell, lovely lad. He kind of got her into it. And she became very successful, which I was super surprised because she was working in a foreign language and she yeah. managed to build her business all over Europe. 
and that was where I got the kind of bug from. I kind of said, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think, and I never really done anything about it for years, but when the internet really kicked in and we got our first PC, that's when I started to kind of think, okay, there's a way to do this a different way. And that's where it kind of started to build from affiliate marketing. Awesome. Uh, and then that's when the MLM end came into it. Um, yeah, so that's really where it started. So I was with a few companies before I got to this one. So, awesome. So yeah. we've got a lot to thank Anya for. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, she's the best ass kicker in the, <laughs> in the world. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm confident I can say whatever I like about her because she'll never listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen, how do you start your your business day? What does that look like for you? Oh, wow! I kind of I actually had to have a think about that today because when I read that question, I was, and I was the one who wrote the question originally, so I thought well, that's a bit. Why should I have wrote that question? Because it's quite difficult. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, obviously I get out. I just basically I, obviously it's a lot of it's admin. You know, admin, admin, admin. Every morning, you have to read your emails and check, check your back office to see if anything's happened. And then I go through and check my scat counter to make sure the websites are still working well. I check the auto replies to make sure there's any issues. It's all admin. Most of it is. And then, then um, it depends. Every day is, is slightly different. But normally, I, 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 if I may be already working on some content or I'm working on. Um, some social media thing or something, but generally I've, I've got something on the go. And then I will, it, it, I'll be in, for example, I'll, I will either be on the process of thinking of the topic or creating the topic, searching for words, then topic research sometimes if, the, if it needs research, and then the writing of the topic, optimizing it for SEO, and then simply doing the coding and putting it online um it, it, it will be something along that line okay. i'll be along that line somewhere um because in the early days it took about a day to, to write a to do do something online but now it takes a bit longer because i'm 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 trying to make a better quality content right than before so thank you so for those of you who are new to to joining us, Stephen largely does his uh, network marketing business online, primarily through uh, different websites and writing articles and content to draw people back to his sites that he actually wants them to look at. So, mm -hmm. so his business may look a little different than yours. So Stephen, if I had to ask you if you had ever found a strategy that worked, would, what would you say, and is it something you could share with them? Um, well, obviously, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, but um, because I work exclusively online, I mean, the main concept concept of it is, is building the business online. And, and what I'm trying to do is trying to bring in a continuous stream of prospects to view what I'm offering. And it's kind of like I gave it, a, I think of it as an analogy like this. It's like, an infinite pack of cards and I'm flipping them over looking for the joker and that's really what I'm doing but I'm doing it online and so really I'm just doing it all day long all day long flipping the cards over until boom there's a warm lead and they join my site they uh, read the information I've sent to them 
and then maybe a few days, maybe a week later, they receive a little bit more information. And over time, um, they either decide to join or not. It's about a 10%. That's the sort of 10% uh, of the people that join. So awesome. What now, now you've created a team. Some of these people have joined you. What tools and methods do you use to help your team? Well, that's, that's, well, that's kind of developed over, over the years. I do use a lot of tech for it. Um, definitely, the, as soon as someone actually joins, I've got, as a wellness advocate or as a wholesale customer, I have um, a newsletter. They join a newsletter li list for wellness advocates, which basically concentrates on the business. But the wellness advocate will also be added to the wholesale customer list which talks about the product while the wholesale customer only goes on one list which is the wholesale customer list and then they will receive information over time and there's always an opportunity for them to reach out to me personally normally through whatsapp which i found is incredibly good um it seems it's, it's changed my business quite a bit because on a daily basis i must have about four or five messages from different um, wellness advocates contacted me about their business and different things they don't know. So that's a good way. Also the podcasts. The podcasts have been a great benefit, I think. Um, the fact that the amount of uh, my team are actually listening to the podcast is quite a, a nice amount. So, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, also, I do some one-on-ones with them, the ones who want it. Um, I might have told you already, I've got a Spanish woman that doesn't speak English, <laughs> and we've been doing... <laughs> I'm so, she's not even my personal... I didn't even enroll her. She was enrolled for someone further down my team, but she's reached up to me, and I'm trying to talk to her through a translator. Very, very frustrating. <laughs> but, um, but it has worked, I have to say. We, we have kind of got it together she's recruiting her first person this evening after two oh, weeks awesome. in the business i am real hyped about that because it's it's something i've done it's something i'm doing you've impacted yeah yeah i kind of said uh, it's all it's all through translation this evening and we were struggling to understand each other this evening she was trying to it was something to do with something in spain which i didn't know about but it was to do with taxes in spain so i it was like something I couldn't tell her. So it was, nevertheless, it's, um, it still works. He knows I'm here all the time, and I'm always available on WhatsApp, and that's the important bit, I think. Yeah. You're available instantly if they need you. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a good thing for people to recognize, is that maybe your upline is not providing the kind of support that you need, and you can go further up and same thing if you are building a business and you have someone who was enrolled by someone and and maybe they aren't getting the support that they need and you can reach down and it still benefits you to to provide support and guidance and training for for yeah, them you should always keep on going up uh, in fact i think you should be using everyone in that upline if possible in my way in my opinion that a downline's got a right to speak to everyone right up to the top yeah. in that line. That's and and they nobody should kind of put them or what put them off because they're earning money from people from below. So why don't they 
they should be well happy if someone from their downline contacts them. Yeah. I am. Yeah. And yeah. and I think, you know, people may be listening from other teams. In in our particular team, I think that culture is very strong. Everyone. It's very strong. It's very strong. I mean, I obviously I understood my upline, the close ones weren't going to be able to help me in that, the way I wanted. So I had to come up to you. And that was as simple as that. It's no disrespect to them, but I need something and I need it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. and you need someone who, who knows what they're talking about. So. Mm. Okay, so sometimes, Stephen, things don't go exactly as you have planned or hoped. What do you do when those times come for you? Maybe your enrollments aren't what you hoped for for the month. or I don't know. I don't know what gets you down. But. Uh, yeah, of course. I kind of, I, I have them. I'm a stickler, kind of, and going back to the basics. Um, if I kind of think things are not working the way I, because obviously I try new things all the time. And when you try new things, not always it goes right. So I kind of sometimes go back to what I, I know. And, um, but, you know, I will still try and change the method. But um, my other technique is if I get, kind of up, upset with the with the progress or something like that or I will maybe stop doing something and, and go over to do something else like create a video or create create something on on Instagram or create something on uh, Pinterest or even start reaching out to people on LinkedIn something different just to kind of mix it up a bit and then I normally feel better about it but I'm kind of like this when it comes to it I think you know, as long as I'm doing the actions, I think that's okay. Something will come of this. I'll be okay in the end. Yeah. Um, I don't really overly get worried about it because I know if I've done it before, I'm just going to eventually come back. You yeah. Know, you have a. You know, you have. You're in the zone. You know. You know when I, when some months you're in the zone and bang, you can knock in thirty people, but then some months it just doesn't work, and it's, you don't know why. Right, right. Uh, but it's that consistency in the actions that I think I recognize in you at least. I know a lot of people get discouraged and stop, and and you're willing to just continue and know that things will shift. When I was doing getting nowhere fast for almost six months, and I remember my wife saying to me, "You know, are you going to carry on? You've actually nothing's happened." I said, it will, I know it will, because there was other kind of markers that were telling me it was going to happen, like certain things on my sites were kind of doing certain things, so I knew it was going to happen eventually, and then, boom, I think it was in June somewhere, like, we sponsored eight people in one month, first time, wow. and I just knew it was going to happen, and my wife was no more surprised than I was, so, <laughs> <laughs> I said, really? I said, yeah, really. I told you. No, I told you. So let's get personal for a second. What Ooh. situation from your past has most influenced you today? Mm. Wow. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Well, I have to say. I guess when it started from was when I started in a band. I think that's probably a massive influence for me because in that time I wasn't great at school. It was rubbish, in fact. <laughs> but but the music was something which kind of it kind of develops multiple things in your life you know it's it's classic pedagogy because 
the music kind of made me start writing lyrics and then the lyrics started right made me want to read something more interesting and and then it got me into reading politics and and stuff like this so you kind of like it's a kind of um development from one source and the music was the motivation for it right and then and then after that i like i said that i was kind of brave enough to start playing jazz and and going to jazz workshops and starting playing jazz in 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 the south of england for the, the dave's pop quartet all that's a massive motivation because that means i can't capital on thinking to myself well if i can do that i can do anything I love and then and then when i came to when i met my wife and she came to england and she said well just can't stand it in England anymore. I said, I want to move the f back to Finland. What do you think? I said, Well, let's do it. I got, you know, I got not not much holding me here. So when I went to Finland, again, I kind of said to myself, Okay, um, I'm going to learn the language. That's one thing. And then I said to her, Well, I'm going to go and get a degree because I cannot, don't think I want to carry on doing this metal work for the rest of my life. And that's when. I kind of went best years of my life doing the three three or four four years at university was like fantastic mm. I loved it I absolutely loved it That's um, poor all the time I was so poor we well we were so poor but fortunately we lived in Finland and so uh, uh, living in Finland you uh, you do have a lot of advantages in that way um, you know they they university's free they pay you to go and you get your housing paid for and everything but when i come out the other end doors open straight away and and that's again that's when i started thinking about network marketing after about three or four years in social work i think oh, i need something more than this and that's when i kind of started drifting in social um, um network marketing again okay yeah. Yeah. i know you've talked about a couple people but who would you say is your mentor and, and how have they impacted you? Well, you, you're one of them, obviously, Sherry. I mean, uh, our conversations are are, are are massive for me. Um, but I would say another, I would say this guy, Steve Mitchell, I, I see every year in Spain. And and it's mainly because we've got history. We've been, we go back a long, long time. And so um, we can argue about network marketing and we have a different we have a slightly different he's hands-on man um, like I said he's the man who's done penny in the jar that's how he runs his business uh, penny in the jar theory is that he's got a massive list warm list as it goes back for years which he continuously fills up it's in a massive book I've seen it and it's all it's all mucky and horrible and he opens it up and then it kind of okay there's Frank so and so his telephone number. It may be an international number and he right, phone up and they must he must have a conversation, then the penny goes in the glass. And then ten ten pennies a day. Oh wow. And that's how we, that's the only way he runs his business. I have to say I couldn't do that. His his, his influence has been massive as much as yours has. Oh, so awesome. but in a different way. You two are so different it wouldn't make any you know, is is he's kind of old school you're kind of more modern modern network marketing mindset so so what's the most important leadership uh, lesson you've learned and, and how has that proved invaluable to you 
Ooh, well, I think I think you need to be doing it. Uh, uh, what I don't like is these these people who say they're they're um what they call them um, professional mentors. Where they they're not running a business, but they're going to mentor you to run your business. And it's like I can't do it, so I teach it. Sort of concept for me. I think I think if you. I think leadership skills need you need to be doing it to give any any opinion on it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, for me, it's it's while I'm taking action every day, there's nobody else out there can say to me, "Well, you're not doing it like that." I'm taking action every day, yeah, uh, and and doing what I got to do every day. Um, okay, I give my I do give myself a break. I give myself a break occasionally on a, a Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, sometimes. But generally, even on holiday, when I'm abroad, on holiday, I've got my small laptop. It's like 15 minutes in the morning, just to make everything just going okay. But I think it, leadership skills is about you doing it and the other people seeing you doing it. I love that. Yeah, I, I think that's about. But I think there's a few other bits on top of that as well. I think you know, you need to. You need to. There's a another leadership thing. Is like you're on. If you're honest and you've got integrity, that kind of comes out. Should come out in 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 your personal life. Um, I think you sh you need to give that essence of confidence that what you're doing is going to work. You need to be a communicator, and I think this is what me and you are doing today doing these podcasts we're communicating our views to the world and and as time goes on we're, they're becoming more and more successful because we're doing this um and you, we need to be again you need to be passionate about what you do if, if you're not you can either be passionate about the product or you can be passionate about the business it doesn't matter i don't think but you need to be passionate about it and i think one for me i think it's one of the most important things the creativity and in, in, in the innovation of thinking about what you're going to do on a daily basis not crunching the same old thing every day because to be honest with you, you get bored bored stiff if you do the same thing every day and it's still not working yeah. <laughs> think yeah. out the box sometimes I think. that's great i i'm reminded of a phrase that my parents used to say which is do as i'm doing not as i'm saying and sometimes in this business, people feel like if they get to a certain level, all of a sudden they are just the mentor and they are not involved in recruiting and some of the basics still. And I think what you're saying is that that's always part of this. It has to be. I think so. I think I, 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 this is what I love doing. This is my favorite bit, the recruit, recruiting bit. I am, I'm, I told Manuela years ago, I am never more surprised when I got an email saying you have a new, new uh, distributor, I am never ever bored of that. Yeah. And, but it's I. And what's weird is that I'll be sitting there in the evening and suddenly I'll, I'll go doo -doo, as my phone goes and I just I go, boom. <laughs> what you've got? It's, you've got over five hundred, and it's still that getting that exciting. I said, well, yeah. This yeah. one could be the one. This one could be the one. It changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. the way I see it. It's like I've just gone and won another raffle ticket. Will this be the one? Yeah. Will this be the one who phones me up within five minutes and says, I'm going to be a millionaire? Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. 
Okay, you asked me a question, then I'm going to point back at you because I think okay. it's a powerful question and and kind of difficult to answer. So what would you say is your superpower? Well, obviously, for me, my superpower is obviously online marketing. That's I know that's what I'm good at. I think it's more than that. I think my other superpower is that I'm stubborn. I am really stubborn. <laughs> Once I've got my teeth into something, I am not letting it go, and that's it. I've decided I'm going to make make uh, money from this business, and that's it. There's no going back. I've said it. It's out there. It's in a podcast now, even. Um, I think that's my superpower, I think. I love it. I, and I've got skin like a crocodile as well. <laughs> so they can't hurt you. No. There's another thing I just found that we have in common. At one of my corporate jobs, my boss nicknamed me Bulldog. And I said, why would you nickname me Bulldog? And he said, because once you latch onto something, you are not letting go. <laughs> well, that, that, I kind of, that's how I see it. I mean, I'm persistent and, you know, um, that never give up. That classic, you must have seen that classic MLM cartoon where there's a, a frog in a, um, a crane's mouth and the frog's got the throat of the crane and, and underneath it says, remember, never give up. <laughs> have you ever seen that one? I haven't seen it yet. But that's what this business is about. The only way you won't be successful is you give up. Yeah. That's yeah. the only way. Um, so was there a time when you felt like you had messed up and failed? And <laughs> so how did you bounce back? <laughs> a million times. <laughs> a million times. God, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I could, some of the actually some of the ones I can't even tell you on this podcast. It's <laughs> so bad. But yeah, I've I've, I've mucked up so many times. Um, and, but you know, I kind of sleep on it, apologise, and then if I need to, <laughs> it's terrible after you have to go back and apologise the next day. But um, and then start over. Um, I don't generally feel sorry for myself about stuff. You know, it's been some years since something like that happened anyway, but um, I, can, I can remember I, it was a situation, I might have been out of work or something like that, and I was feeling a bit sorry for myself. I remember Anya saying to me, don't be such a prick. <laughs> okay, okay. And, and it was a massive help, I have to say. It was a massive help, but no, I I think failure is just a just a part of the game, I think. Yeah. You know, but, you know, you know when we lose, like in the online method, you do lose people once they they join, and or you get a lot of fake accounts on there and stuff like that. But you get used to it. You just go, well, that's just a part of the the norm. So um, failure, I think, messing up and failure is just a part of the business. I think. Yeah. Um, I, and if you kind of take it to heart, you're not going to. I'm not sure if you could do much else in life, really. I think life is tough anyway. Yeah. Network marketing is just a bit tougher. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right. I think I think that approach is powerful. I think when people stay stuck in the fact that they made a mistake or something did not work, that's when they're paralyzed. That's when they can't move forward. If they recognize, okay, this is experience, and I can learn from it, and I can do something different next time. They can move forward. 
I do seethe on things sometimes, you know, when you kind of seethe on something. <laughs> I do do that occasionally. But I, again, I kind of like, um, I, I think that's my Friday, Friday. I say I go to the pub on a Friday. That's kind of my time there. I can tell anyone anything there. And you know it's going to go around the pub in five minutes. And yeah, everything's cool. <laughs> everything's cool. They say you should talk to your, if, if you've got a problem, tell the barmaid. She'll tell everybody. And you know you don't have a problem. <laughs> Someone will come over and say, I can help me out with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Stephen, where do you see your business in the next 12 months? Well, I'm hoping within the next 12 months we're in Spain. That's my, my really? goal. I'm hoping so, yeah. Um, my wife is doing very well in real estate, and I've got a couple of consultants actually in Spain who are in real estate as well who were very interested in her because she's a Finnish speaker um, and they have lots of Finnish customers which okay. um, sometimes the Finnish customers want legal stuff in Finnish right. you know, they may be able to speak English quite well but they, when it comes to it they want the legal stuff in English uh, Finnish I mean and so um, that quite might be possible well, we'll see it's, um, it's all going to be down to, to me because at the moment I'm, I'm obviously looking for three highly motivated achievers who want to make money from home, basically. Awesome. They can come from anywhere in the world. Um, also, I'm trying to break into South Africa. Do you know South Africa is open now? Exciting. I'm excited to see what will happen for you. I'm excited. I'm always excited. <laughs> I'm a mad eccentric. So I want to finish up with just one question. Why is it that you do what you do? Like, why does this business model even make sense to people? Well, I mean, this is going to be politically incorrect, I expect, but uh, especially for the Americans who are listening. But I kind of see network marketing uh, as a kind of a leveler, you know, it's a, almost the most kind of like, um, it's the most possible way for anyone to run a business. It's, uh, it's the most possible way. And I don't understand why more people don't get that. You know, I mean, it's, it's anyone who's got a few, you know, a few dollars or a few pounds or a few euros or a few yen, wherever you are in the world, or a few Australian dollars, can afford to run this business. But I think, as usual, the, the not a lot of people who do join us misunderstand that, but I think that's a, the, the crux of it. I think it's a massive leveler. It allows anyone, anyone, with a spark of intelligence to be able to run a business. <laughs> that's all you need, is a spark of intelligence. You know, wow, I can do this. Yeah. You know? You know, I mean, you don't have to be a genius to do this. Yeah. It's just the kind of need that you need to have the motivation and the want. Yeah, a little drive. A little drive, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's the reason I do it. It's good. I love it. I, I love meeting people as well. You think about it. I went to Dusseldorf without going to the convention. I know. Just to meet, just to meet people. If you round a table with a load of people who, are in this, who, who just want to have fun, it's, it's a great evening. It's a great evening. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for sharing a little bit of yourself today. If, if you're listening and you have felt like possibly you didn't, you, you've debated on, on stepping into this kind of industry, you weren't sure if you had what it takes. It takes 
every, every kind of person. You can make it in your individual way, as you can tell from Stephen and I, we're both completely different and we both found ways to make this work. So hopefully this will spark a little bit of that uh, drive and passion that Stephen was talking about and um, maybe help you to, to, to learn some things if you already have a business that you've started, some, some ways to be more effective and to, to grow your business in the way that you want. We hope that you'll continue to join us for these MLM Insider interviews. We've got some exciting new guests coming up. And as, as always, feel free to share this uh, podcast with your friends and comment below. We, we love to hear what you think and what, what you would like to hear. So thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week.